Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. And they are here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. Have you had a leaky roof? We did, and it was a nightmare. But through Angie, we found an amazing roofer who specialized in flat roofs, and he fixed it right and quickly. Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The app and website are both free to use. That's Angie.com. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Here's my favorite rant for the day, excerpted from our podcast, which you can find over at TomHartman.com. Welcome back. The chief of police in Philadelphia, and I don't know if he's updated his, uh, his position since Starbucks has come out and apologized profusely, and now the CEO says that he's going, he looks forward to apologizing to these two men in person. Apparently, two guys who were in the uh, real estate business, so the, several of the articles I said characterized them as realtors, um, were sitting in Starbucks waiting for a third person to show up so that they could all order something and have their meeting. And one of them went up and asked to use the bathroom, and the person said, uh, you can't use the bathroom until you order something. And so he was okay, and he went back and sat down. And then they came over and said, and then the manager came over and said to these people, uh, you know, you guys haven't ordered anything. You're trespassing. You can't be here. And they're like, we're waiting for our friend to show up. And she's like, no, you got to go. And so the Philadelphia police came and hauled them off in handcuffs as their friend arrived. And now, you know, the, 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 the big catch on all this that I haven't mentioned yet, but I'm, I'm sure you already realize, because since this story has pretty much made the national news, is that the two guys who were waiting for their friend were black and the store manager was white and, and most of the customers at the store were white. There's this, there is this story that is told by white people to white people, by and large. By, really, it's by our culture to white people. This is a story that has rooted in, in 400 years of slavery, in um, the racial policies of the, of the Woodrow Wilson administration and, the, and Hitler's Nazis, uh, you know, the idea that, that there are superior and inferior races. And, of course, Hitler took that to even be, like, you know, among white people. There are, you know, it's uh, inferior and superior and all this kind of stuff. And just the whole thing, the amount, of, the amount of melanin in a person's skin is 
attached to a, to a collection of genes that have absolutely nothing to do with intelligence or morality or disposition or anything. It's, it's, it's a part of the genome that, that has to do with skin and, uh, or hair or facial features. I mean, this, this stuff, these parts of our genetic makeup, yeah, it is. I mean, there is some reality to the, to the, to the, uh, to the notion that, uh, you know, really smart people tend to have really smart kids, but not always. And, and, and in fact, probably one of the biggest variables is that they raise those kids in a, in a, in a stimulus rich environment. You know, the it, poverty is the biggest, is the biggest factor here. It's got not, you know, I was going to say it's got nothing to do with the race, but obviously it does. It's poverty is a construct. Poverty is something that we construct in our society. And we essentially decide who we're going to f inflict poverty on and who we're not going to inflict poverty on. And so, you know, you get these situations where uh, a poor person, a poor child, regardless of race, a poor child may hear, you know, fewer than, I, it's been 20 years since I had these numbers, so I'm sorry I don't remember the exact numbers. In fact, I'm not even going to try to approximate them, but there's the number of unique words that a person is exposed to in childhood is going to, to a large extent, define not only their vocabulary, but their ability to use that vocabulary as an adult, which is something that gets measured on intelligence tests. So you could see a 10-point difference in IQ simply by exposing a child to a large vocabulary. And something that for many poor families just doesn't happen. And it, and it doesn't happen in part because they weren't exposed to that vocabulary. And it doesn't happen in part because they're not around a parent because they're working three jobs. So, you know, there are systemic issues here, but there's not, there are no racial issues. And we, but we have constructed this thing. And, and you've got, I mean... I remember as a kid the, the, the racist cartoons even. There, there, there is this whole thing that we have constructed as a society that basically says to white people that black people are scary or inferior. And I, I remember Dick Gregory uh, talking with me about this one time when we were flying to Germany together and, and he was like, can you believe it? It's like, you know, uh, white people are saying that black people aren't as good as they are, but they're a heck of a lot stronger, so they must be in, uh, superior. Or, you know, if a black person and a white person have a baby, is that baby white or black? And if, they're, and if that baby uh, has a baby with another, uh, another white person, is that baby white or black? It's like blackness goes down through generations. That sounds like superiority to me, he said to me, or words to that effect. And of course, he was, he, you know, he wasn't mean, being literal. He was, he was talking about our cultural constructs and, and the absurdity of them. So here we get these, these two guys who were, you know, this, according to Ross's explanation, the two men who have been only identified thus far as area realtors. This is from, uh, I think, Progress, Zach Ford, were arrested for the crime of uh, waiting in a Starbucks for their friend to arrive. I mean, how many times have you walked into a restaurant and said, you know, I'd like to sit here and wait while my friends arrive? How many times have you been in a Starbucks? 
I mean, I, 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 we, when we lived in D.C., there was a Starbucks uh, three blocks down from us, and I would frequently meet people there, there or at uh, Albon Payne or at Pret. I mean, there's a number of fast food places around, too, if we wanted to get food. And, you know, they wouldn't always eat something. I didn't always eat something. You know, this is just absurd. And Starbucks gets this. Starbucks is like, you know, having a real problem with the publicity around this. Melissa DePino, who was there and was interviewed by The Root, uh, tweeted, the police were called because these men hadn't ordered anything. They were waiting for a friend to show up as, who did as they were taken out in handcuffs for doing nothing. All the other white people are wondering why it's never happened to us when we do the same thing. She's a regular customer at that particular Starbucks, and she recorded the arrest. That recording went viral. The employee who demanded the men leave was white. Melissa also confirmed that many others in the store had been sitting there for hours without purchasing anything. So how do we fix this? I mean, the theory... And that's, by the way, just half the story. Here's another one. This is uh, Travis Geddes over at rawstory.com. Black teenager was nearly shot and killed by a, by a racist homeowner after missing his bus and trying to ask a neighbor for directions. Brennan Walker overslept Thursday morning and missed his bus, so he started walking the bus route from his family's home to Rochester High School. The 14-year-old's mom had taken his phone away, so he wasn't able to check for directions, so the boy knocked on a stranger's door to ask for help. Brennan told the TV station, I go to the house and I knock on the lady's door and then she starts yelling at me. And she was like, why are you trying to break into my house? I was trying to explain to her. I was trying to get directions to Rochester High and she kept yelling at me. Then the guy come downstairs and he grabbed a gun. I saw it and started to run. And that's when I heard the gunshot. So this guy f fired a shotgun at this like 14 year old. Not like he is a 14 year old. The shot missed the fleeing teen, and John Brennan said he kept running until he found a hiding place, and that's when he broke down crying. His father, by the way, is deployed to Syria, this teenager, who some hysterical white person took a shot at because he came to her house asking for directions to his high school. There's something fundamentally wrong here with this. There's something extremely fundamentally wrong here with this. And, I, you know, I want to get into my thoughts on this and yours as well. Stick around. We'll be right back. It's coming up on 15 minutes past the hour. What do we do? How do we build a society? How do we build a society where people feel safe, regardless of how much melanin they have in their skin? Right? How do we build a society... You know, we are more segregated now than in, than in the 1960s. What do we do about this? This is the Tom Hartman Program. We used to think that integration was going to be the solution. People would get to know each other. It hasn't worked out. What do we do? Great show today. We start out with a debate. Uh, when people are hungry, do you really want to impose morality on them? Or, or, or who even calls that morality? Forcing, you know, you must have a work requirement before you can get food. Little 10-year-old Johnny. How do we train white people not to fear black people? This incident in Starbucks, the latest wake-up, and the GOP tax scam. Check it out, uh, the commercial-free podcast at TomHartman.com, and then clips of the show here on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook.